I was like, did we have coffee left over? And she went, no, I brought them hot water because they said they're really cold outside. Oh, I was like, what? Come on. What? And I look over. <laughs> and of course, the guy, the scarf I thought was a duvet cover was an actual fucking duvet cover. He was fucking sleeping on the table. The other guy was like fucking head planted on the table. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Check, check, check. Yeah. Ooh, hot, hot, hotsy. Hotsy? Hotsy. That's the that's the hunky Potsy's hunky uh, cousin. Hotsy? Came to came to visit uh Wisconsin. Watch out for hot and then he comes to town. Yep. And who's who's he gonna butt heads with? Gotta butt heads with fucking the Fonzie. Hots versus the Fots. Fots Ooh, see already got him burnt. Yeah, oh, Fatsy. You looking a little Fatsy. <laughs> Laverne and Shirley just hanging off every word. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, maybe he, maybe or, he's uh, a Robin Williams sister? robot. Was there, there, was there, yes. a, uh, there was, there were a couple women in the, um, in the group. The mom like and the sister. <laughs> the mom, it's just a bunch of moms fawning over Hatsy. Uh. What was I going to say? But it turns alien... out Potsy just went to summer camp and did push-ups and, like, ate salads. Just comes back and he pretends to be Hotsy. Oh, Potsy's the one with the the fat one with the red hair, right? Ah, uh, yes, I believe so, yeah. Because weren't there two nerds? Because then there's, like, Houlihan, the other guy. Yeah. There's a skinny nerd. Potsy was, yeah, that was Ron Howard. No. He wasn't the skinny nerd. No, there was another second skinny nerd. Right, there was a darker-haired guy. Yeah, but Ron Howard wasn't Potsy. No, I know he wasn't Potsy. He was his own character. He was Richie. Yeah, he was Richie Cunningham. Was that the sister that killed herself with booze? No, no. <laughs> that was that 70s show. In the show. show? That was that 70s show. Oh, right, though she became a... Um... She, she loved life. She had too issues. Much. She had issues. He, um... Oh, that took a dark turn. <laughs> well, let's get back on it with Hotsy. We got the whole run. I got it. The whole three issue, the three episode arc. Can you do an, a graphic novel version, version of a spinoff from Happy Days featuring Hotsy's hunky uncle Hotsy? Hotsy? <laughs> uncle Hotsy? How Hotsy got Hotsy, he was at camp. And met a young old man Urkel, Steve's dad. Oh. Learns the magic of the Hotsy twist. So, Carl, so you're no. proposing Urkel. You said Urkel. Yeah. Carl. Urkel has a dad. No, Carl's not Urkel's dad. So they say. <laughs> There's another spinoff. You've never, you never see Urkel's parents. You never once That's saw That's right. Him. Because they're too cool. They're like the sexy parents. The sexy Chicago. They're like the two people that live next door to um, in uh, Christmas Vacation. Oh. Dreyfus and the guy bet like cool leather, long leather coats, white leather, Lamborghinis. What about like, wasn't that Just like. Just can't stand their nerdy son, Steve. What, he lived in a basement. 
He was just he did. locked uh, in the basement. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> He's the breadwinner for this family. Yeah, I was going to say, there's always like kind of the... Uh, the modern neighbor didn't empty nest or was he just like a a ghoul that lived on the beach right didn't he have a horny neighbor in empty nest who always came he over did. and like hit on his daughter wasn't he the gynecologist for all the golden girls isn't that where that spun off from the empty he nest was... doc he's a yeah no he's a children's guy gyne- he's a children's pediatrician <laughs> he's a children's gynecologist <laughs> <laughs> he's a pediatric gynecologist <laughs> Which is very, very just put that on a business disturbing. card. Yeah, <laughs> and nice see, to meet you. And see if you do it in a professional setting with the confidence. Yeah. I'm gonna say nine out of tens. You don't get even any, any question marks. Just go, hey, oh, uh, great convention, huh? Uh, Van Heel, uh, a pediatric um, gynecologist. If you ever need anything, yo, that got hot seed. I just got that. Just booted my ass. Oh wait, I don't have a mic. <laughs> my com- yeah, I think my computer stole Elon just Musk's broke bit. for good. Which is fine. Let's just make sure we're good to go here. Fotsy trotsy. Let's see. I can just make sure I'm propped up here. That that works. That works. Too much hotsy talk. My computer and got, got hot- heated. You just said it. Hotsy trotsy. Hotsy trotsky. His hunky cousin. That hunky communist. <laughs> the Hotskyites. Because didn't Hotsky Trotsky get her down in Mexico, living his best life? Hatchet to the skull. It's mm, a way to go. Long after, like I think, like he's like that guy in uh, in uh, decline healthcare. <laughs> he's like that guy in fucking what movie is Casino? Who like? He's like the bag man who all his only job is to go from the casino with the briefcase to oh yeah to Ohio oh, back to you no know, yeah it's like St. Louis or yeah. Kansas City. He, so he's just simple. He's just a bag man, and then shit starts to go down. So he's like, I'm just going oh, down to fucking trash. Costa Rica. I'm good. And then his idiot son gets busted with some weed, and they're like, Well, he's gonna cut a deal. So they shoot him back. in the gut. <laughs> Just like Hotski. And that was the deal with Hotski. He thought he was home free, and then Saul was like, I don't like him in this picture. Um, You are cooler than I am, and yes. I'm in charge, so yeah. you gotta go. Wasn't Stalin's real name, like, Glenovich? Or... He was like Slinko. It's, he's got like a classic gross, <laughs> yeah, sludgy Slinko. And everyone's like, no one's gonna follow you into combat, sludgy. <laughs> That's the first mark my PR. Words. Marks my words. Marks my words. <laughs> words. Marks cracking on my sluggy, sludgy name. Oh, speaking of sluggy, I've been meaning to tell you this. There's like not. There's like no meat on this bone, but I just want to give you this beautiful visual, everyone, just to know, let you know it's still alive. I'm riding my bike home the other night, and. Uh, the, this very, yeah, this attractive woman walks by, nice dress, mm-hmm. you know, um, she's dressed very nice. Heels. I just got a vibe. Like, I take a look, like, oh, she's she's pretty. Uh, this guy at a stoplight who almost ran into a fucking corner store with his 
like it was one of those two <laughs> door like a- <laughs> Mazda, like yeah. you know, like two door Mazda. Maybe it's a sports car, but it's more like for my teenage daughter or something. Just rusty maroon. He lost his actual car on the fucking Giants game. So he's like, yes. honey, I need your car for work. And this guy, like I, this is how long I was able to look at him because he right. drove so slow, leering at this woman, greased back, but thin hair, real ratty yes. face. And he just did the slowest drive. And it's cold as fuck here. <laughs> Windows comes down. And he just goes. Oh, the kissy. I was like, holy oh. fuck. I don't know if I've ever seen that out in the wild for real. That is madness. <laughs> Can you that imagine? Is fucking madness. Can you imagine being so out of touch You're that not that's still a go to? You're not a cat or a fucking <laughs> dog you found on the, in the park. Like, oh my god. Come here, Poochie. Come here, Poochie. Just eat the- this candy bar. You're like, Dogs don't eat candy. They can't eat candy. The oblivious, oblivious nature of that, that grease. Smo- the smoochie? Gave her the smooch. What do you think in his mind should have happened? Like, her clothes fall off? Like, whoop, like Benny Hill? And then she has to dive into his car for warmth? I think that man has been so horny since his wife left him in 1978 that he just he took the kids and beat town his brain is so fuck he lives in that car one his brain is so fucking warped and broken like that's all he has it's not it's like um it's like a serial killer like it's not the sex it's the act right it's not yeah it's not the murder it's, no, the, it's the the committing of the murder. He's a what do they call it? It's an act killing or a pra, 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 performance right, killer. I no don't know. Joy there's no the joy in the end result. Pre or post. It's not yeah. a product smoocher. All right. Right. He's a <laughs> he's an act of smoocher. Okay. So I think that's I, he just can't help it. You're right. It's like it's I go back and because randomly, like on my fucking shitty phone news feed. I'll get the, you know, the post. Yeah. And that's, I, like, and I, every time I see it, I was like, these are the same stories I would see when I'd buy the daily news and the post for the bar. Yeah. And I was like, now I get the smoocher. Like, if, if that's what you read. Yeah. A good third of that newspaper, quote unquote, newspaper is Smooches. horny pictures of people. Like, that's Paige Sippernack. Showing her cleavage from Twitter. Like yeah. Do, like, that's a story. And they're like, well, she said Twitter's going away, so she showed her bosom. Yeah. And, and then that's in there. And, like, half of it is like, ooh, is that Helen Mirren in a bikini? Ooh, la, la. You know, it's just, it's just softcore horniness. It's smoocher. It's smoocher. It's, it's, it's this. Yes, exactly. It's media, he's it's media smooches. Because that's all that's going on on those. Photograph. Divorced guy's head sitting at that bar reading the morning paper. Oh, what's in the news today? Trump. <laughs> Murder. <laughs> Is that Helen Mirren? Wow, she was hot and I don't know what the red. I don't know what movie she's fucking <laughs> in. She's she's uh, in Caligula. I know that. Got that she, one on cassette. She's a uh, 
She's a sexy chick. I'd give her a, the smoocher. So what happened? Casey. That guy Fight gets Club so scared. She, she hits that smooch. <laughs> and she turns around and goes, hello. He starts crying, I think. I don't think he can handle the full court press oh. from this full court press. Can't Fight, handle it. Now, Fight Club challenge to everybody out there listening. I want you, men and women, or whomever you identify, this holiday season, I want you to give a random a smooch. Give them the smooch. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I want to see their reaction or non-reaction. Especially, I hate to say it, I don't want to... Like, what happens, Casey, if you are walking down the street and are over your shoulder, you hear a... I like the cut of this jib. Do you turn and maybe give a wink? Because I, I don't get the smooch, so maybe it... You know, I, don't I, know I get that react. women are like, fuck this, I'm so over it. But <laughs> yeah, don't maybe me, this. I'm looking good in a new pair of sweats like, that okay. I got for... Christmas. And here I thought I looked schlubby because I forgot my belt. He right. must be smooching at that little bit of dirty underwear you can see. <laughs> yeah, they I'm caught that crap. Bending over to pick up a couple fries that fell on the floor because <laughs> the broom is too far away. Right. You're. Oh. oh. I'm just pulling this garbage Thanks. out of the can because I compost. <laughs> As you're getting in your two door Mazda. Yeah, that's the challenge. Everybody go out there and give somebody smooch a smooch. Challenge. But if they come at you, you have to sleep with them. If they come back and say that they accept the smooch, you accept, accept the gooch. Exactly. This. <laughs> the gooch. I'm coming in. We're going full gooch. You smooched. Hotsy. What's your name? Hotsy. And if they ask you your Hotsy. name, you have to say it. Let's say Hotsy. <laughs> Dave Hotsy Jacobson. You hear that, Dave? <laughs> Uh, challenges for you in particular, Dave. Yes, you can do it. Man, Casey, we've had a lot of death hit close to home. Oh, man, I know. Sad. Some of them were dinks. So they say Some it doesn't mean them. anybody should yeah. die. We got Gallagher. No, not. Smashed Gallagher, his lost dink. melon. Um, Kevin Conroy, from Sad. all accounts, very not a dink. Uh, he was the voice of Batman, among many other things. You got uh, the... I don't know her name. I don't want to say the blowjob woman from Ghostbusters. Although oh, right, I'll never yes. be known for something as cool as that. So sadly, the right. actress who was in that weird scene from Ghostbusters, which we recently talked about. I and- We had a lengthy conversation because you sent me the obituary for her and she was a model and she was in Playboy and mm, yeah. had been in Playmate movies. 81, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a good year. I'll smooch that year. Oh, do you look through a Playboy and give smooches? <laughs> I was born. No, no. Sm- only, only eighty ones. Playboys and penthouses, as far as the eye can see, and then I roll on them. Well, what I'm asking is if your wife here smooching from the other room, and I'm not saying you're up to anything, but and other she comes smooching. in and you're sitting at your desk, licking each finger as you flip through a fucking Playboy. Vintage or contemporary, as if it's the fucking War and Peace, and you're smooching oh. the sexy pages. Oh. She has a right to leave you, right? Not even and take an, the kids. Oh yeah, no, just oh yeah, just the and the my glasses are low. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a very academic smooch. Yeah, oh, sure, sure. I'm doing research. Oh, do you have a notebook open for notes? Yeah. Oh, then no, I put a little tab of tape. <laughs> so I can, just a little sliver of ripped 
colored paper. No, you you're like the you're like the nerd in uh school who pays for supplies, actual supplies. Nerds, oh, I had the term. debate supplies. Well, no, oh, I got all the art supplies. No, you didn't have the thin strips that were pre-post-it note stickies, right? So they were thin. Oh no, I know what you're talking about the, th- the individual ones, colors yeah. for your different uh, smooches. No, I didn't have them. Blue for a big smooch, pink no, for a I little had smooch. The, what I would do is get that exacto precision Ooh. slice and then put them in those vellum pages and hide them in the back next to my tops eighty nines. Well, so you're like, oh, cool! I want to look at the Kirby Puckett season three. Why are there expertly documented? <laughs> Just cut out like a fucking serial killer, like just a, a collection of bosoms randomly loaded <laughs> in plastic. <laughs> You're can... loose, so you got to dig in there like it's a coin purse. Everyone, hold me to it. Before I, I need to do it now in case I die soon. I want you need to have random things like, oh, there's Dad's baseball card collection. As they go through it, it's just mm-hmm. a bunch of like clippings from lingerie catalogs but in the snap cases it's like oh my god that's that's worth it just the confusion and then i'll know if my kid loves me because they'll go back and listen to this podcast and understand why they've been so confused for a a decade since i've been died of a heart attack at 45 270 episodes to finally get it and they're like it wasn't even worth it I hope I'm giving my child enough material with this podcast so they can have success on their own podcast. Because you see that, like, my dad was a fink. Like, I hope, like, years from now, they'll they'll have a podcast called, like, you know. My dad was a stink. (laughs) No, like, were they jerks? Question mark. Because, you know, 90% of what we've said is controversial if taken out of context. And my kid's not going to take the time. To contextualize things, no, and she'll like hate me for sure. It's your dad, they are, yeah, yeah. Um, where were we? Uh, oh, no, you were saying, woman. but yeah. you were talking about the um, the old Playboys, like oh, yeah. Playboy magazines. I got a, a random ad, and it was through because I researched. It. I was like, this can't be fucking real. It was like an Instagram ad. So I clicked on it because mm-hmm. I was like, who is sending this? It's like it's like a boutique monthly uh retro playboy subscription. oh sure so it's like what the fuck is this because mm. it's not like officially licensed no so of course like, not so i clicked on it because i was like i want to know who's doing this and it turns out that it is a um like a thrift store in austin texas or something so they must have got a palette of somebody's stinky dad's playboys because they're like you get a, a fresh old playboy every month and then one of the 12 guaranteed celebrity and i was like this uh, is fucking crazy weird. it's not where it, you could still people be like oh not mm, kathy ireland you say wow she did me up. did she you she know picked a name you know the... you went cat you picked a name out of that mm-hmm. you're sure <laughs> Only a true lover of I got a 80s comedies, nineties comedies poster hanging on my my office wall. What the unnecessary roughness? Uh, oh, theatrical yeah, release poster. Got, yeah, there's nothing wrong with a good Kathy Ireland. Let's not. 
Oh my god. But anyway, so that's an actual Kmart. service that will send you old naked garbage. Right. Guaranteed celeb one. Sure. And I was like, this is so great. I was like, I know Skynet's listening because they're like, that's all this guy talks about. Yeah. Every every Monday, out. this fucking guy. I'm surprised <laughs> we don't get targeted more. Anyway, you said old Playboys, and I was like, I gotta tell Hans about it. For as much as everyone listens to the podcast, I'm like, these guys are real smoochers it's recycling. lately. No. <laughs> I don't want a vintage, I don't want any no. of that shit in my real life, but I would love a vintage subscription to, like, Life magazine or, like, you know sure, what I mean? Yeah. Like, that would be very cool. Like, you pick an era. This is trademark. You pick your era. You pick your publication. And you get mm-hmm. 12 a month. It You know. Sure. Oh. And it'll be, to, like, oh, I want, I want, and I want 1959. And it'll start when you start, like, that month, right? So. Yeah, that's. That's I was thinking what you were thinking. I was like, oh, that'd be cool if you could have gotten other vintage magazines, not yeah. necessarily the horny for lornies, and some of those Playboys. Sure, uh, they like you know had interesting things. Articles, like articles. articles. I'm not trying to justify, but fun <laughs> ads, articles. You get no Jay Simpson dingo boots. You get a Kurt Vonnegut short story. Oh, it's like, I love it. It's like we talked about it last week or the week before with the old Three Stooges cassettes. Like, I love the commercials more than the content. Right. What oh, started. yeah, 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 yeah. Do you, if Playboy was around longer, like, do you, because I wonder what controversial figures had interviews in playboy that now you're like whoa like i bet bill cosby had one you know i'm sure oj simpson had one like do you go back and it's like 1939 mussolini (laughs) right exactly he's smoking a long cigarette right sipping on a a anisette doing an interview about you know the fucking tax tax code in italy (laughs) all right we're good nobody will know nobody will notice where the fuck were we? Uh, you were talking of. I, I derailed us with the vintage Playboy. No, that's okay. Subscription. That's okay. That's a good uh, transition. We were talking about uh, the uh, the nerd, nerd stars that have, have passed. Yes. And how they oddly hit way too close to home. Right. For so, my comfort. Yeah, the, the Grim Reaper is like. I think I'm going to fuck with these guys a little bit. Stop sniffing around my door, would you, you fuck? Meanwhile, all these people's ghosts in heaven are like, don't make it about you. <laughs> oh, One. You. Oh, it's all Two. You. I have a name. <laughs> and it certainly isn't <laughs> Blowjob blow Ghost. Ghost from Playboy. Uh, uh, the Green Power Ranger and Gallagher are probably annoying Just fucking smooching Jeremiah up there or something. Whoever... So yeah, didn't you say you had a Green Power Ranger story? Yeah, he um I know he has a soft spot in a lot of people's hearts and I was sure. I was bummed. Like I got up out of my office to tell Ash this because we have a very visceral connection to him that he didn't know. But we did this Comic Con when we were in New York. It's called the Big Apple Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Um so perfectly like it, like the guy who runs it only uses Facebook, and his name is like Captain Jaguarski. Okay, 
because he's playing like a, a, a space captain for you know like Flash Gordon, his own Flash Gordon character. Sure, sure. Um, so you have to interact with him as if he is the captain of a fucking spaceship, like no joke. So we should like, and I was like, I sent you a table fee. Is that a thing, or did you just rip me off? And he's like, No, no, ships, ships out. You know, next Saturday. And I was like, Okay. All right. So, and then the location is in Midtown, and I imagine a space that was once used for, like, the old school comic cons, you know, like an old ballroom in one of these buildings that they don't use for fucking anything anymore. Sure. So you get there, and we're like, where the loading dock is, you know, because it's just this nondescript old Art Deco building in Midtown somewhere. So we go up, and we get in. Check in with him. He's literally dressed like leather jacket with fucking medals and shit. And one of those oh boy. 1950s hats. And I was like, so I don't know where to where our table is. And he's like, you know, aye, aye, like, what's your name, swab? <laughs> Whatever the fuck he said. So he just arbitrarily like. was like, yeah, I got I got your payment. Here's a table. It's yours. Just take it. Sure. Sure. So we're setting Didn't matter up. who you were. And again, it's this old ass building with these giant windows, but they've lowered the curtains and then just put up like a uh, plyboard, black plyboard. Okay. So we're sitting on, we're at like the 20th floor in this fucking building and it's just, it's November. So it's fucking freezing. Ah, uh, I see. It's fucking freezing. It is. Yeah. So we're like, okay. I was like, Ash, we're going to have to bring the hoodies Bundle from the up. car. So we're just setting up my table, and then the guys next to us have this full, like, immersive setup. They got two computer screens, and, like, they're there to sell this book in this world of their comics. Sure. And they're like me. They're like, but we uh, we have all this electronic. We paid for an outlet. And the guy's like, sorry. So Ash finds these guys a... a an old extension cord that we had in our car from her dad's house. So we're like, oh, this is going to be a fucking clusterfuck. And then I look over and the guy on the other side of our table, and you, you'll you definitely know who this is. And I was like, oh, so nerdy starstruck. It's the artist Russ Braun who worked on The Boys. And he's done a ton of Garth Ennis stuff. And I love his style. It's super classic. And he was such a sweet dude. He was fucking awesome. He was so cool. So I was like, okay. Kind of a crummy weird con, but I'm sitting next to a, a an act, an artist that I respect. A legend. And love. Right. Oh my God. And he yeah. was the sweetest fucking guy. He gave me a drawing out of a sketchbook for free. Fuck out of here. He was doing a drawing of Frankenstein. I was like, dude, that's so cool. I love it. And he was like, oh, I'm just doing... For he's like that's left over from October. I just sketched monsters for the month. This is you can just take it. That's amazing. That's awesome. Like, Holy shit, dude! Thank you so much. And he's like, yeah, I take the sketchbook. And it was like one of his. The artists will do it. Just a collected sketchbook of what they did for the year. So oh, it, was like the okay. it wasn't like the original. It was like no, a, no. A he didn't give yeah, me yeah. like the R crumb. I was know, just gonna say, stand. yeah. Wow, that would have. I had fucking had a heart attack. Lost it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just has his stuff, a couple books that he worked on with Garth Ennis, and then his sketchbooks that he sells. 
we get set up. The guys next to us get their full fucking contingent of televisions and everything going. And we get into the con and you could just hear that. You could feel this ripple like people talking. Like, oh, my God, oh, he's boy. here. Oh, my God, he's here. He's going to be here. He's here. He's here. I was like, who the fuck are they? Like, I'm still mooning over Russ Braun. So I was like, right. who could possibly take the cake from Russ? Yeah. And it was the Green Ranger, David Allen Fink, or whatever his name is. <laughs> Blowjob ghosting David Allen Fink. Uh, so where we were, <laughs> he, I don't know why they set it up this way. They had the, it's the, you know, the photo line and the autograph was like fucking dead center. Like if it was a wedding. Where the bridal parties, like where the party sits. Sure, sure. So they're on like a raised dais on this table. And then the line for him just snaked down. And basically the line for him completely choked off. Blocked everybody. Our entire section for two days. Ugh. And he was such a fink up there because he was always like. Oh, we, oh, we, oh, and he's fucking popping and locking and like doing callbacks and shout outs to the people in line. Not like, hey, pay attention to like you are stopping commerce. He was just like, mm, 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 just fucking living the dream, dancing and fucking doing layups and just fucking showing off with no care in the fucking world that there were other fucking people right. there. And everyone in line would just go, no, here for the Green Ranger, which is totally fine. But they finked. He didn't say shit about like, hey, can you be conscientious of the people around you? Like, we literally couldn't get in and out of our table because the line snaked down. It was too deep. So the whole thoroughfare was just shoulder to shoulder people standing. That's too bad because, you know, I mean, his whole life, which is a great. He was so Percy, excited he's that a people con gave guy. a shit. He's a I con know. guy, so he should know the etiquette of a con. And I don't know it. You go to cons, but I know, I listen to people that go to cons, and there is an etiquette there. And there's a hierarchy there. And from everything I've heard, like I mean, like, bigger celebrities, like, I, I, I didn't really watch the show, but like, like cast name cast people on The, the Walking mm-hmm. Dead and stuff, like, they still yeah, have yeah. enough wherewithal to, like, get off the floor and like uh, hobnob with different booths and stuff and well like green Ash ranger thanked you huh story uh it was the guy that played eddie munson in the new season of stranger things everybody i mean yeah everybody knows really who eddie munson guy is guy. now yeah uh that actor is amazing he fucking killed it yeah i guess he was doing a con in london i think uh-huh and they overbooked him in particular Okay, because they were like, "Oh, he's in the show," and they he they had no idea the groundswell of support and fandom that were like, "You're the fucking best." Sure. So I, they I'm oversold. They know that his line by hundreds of people. Mm. Yeah. So he was there, like just like take it. Can you imagine being him for a fucking second? Like people are there, like I fucking love you. Yeah. You're the best, and he's taking his fucking sweet ass time with everybody. Right. Giving everybody a personal moment. It's nice. And then the con people came over and like, you got to fucking knock it off. Mm. You got to fucking step it up. And they like dressed him down in front of the fucking fans. Whoops. That's weird. So he just continued what he was doing. And then right. he did a Q&A the next day. And one fan was just like, hey, that was pretty fucking uncool 
what happened to you yesterday. And I just want to let you know, we really appreciate you. And it was really nice. And he just started fucking crying. He broke down. Oh, like, it was just like He's the sweetest guy in the fucking uh, world. Of course, he's. He's a hunk, he's, he's sweet, he's a good actor. Big enough to be like, you know what? Fuck you, you don't tell me what to do. I'm fucking Eddie Munson. I think he's, he's just big a enough. Kid still. I think he's big enough. This was like the first con he did after the show dropped, so I don't think he understood uh, Yeah, where he was going. I think now after that he could. Like, but they were just like, fuck you. <laughs> and like maybe it takes a lot to tell other people to fuck off. I like, thought I you were talking about occasion, but um, the so speaking of Munson, which sounds a lot like Munsters, I just recently watched a Dateline, <laughs> and like the kid that played Butch Munster on the show, or his, the actor's yeah, name was yeah. Butch. He played the little Munster, like no, the little I think vampire he was guy, because he was a little wolf man. Yeah, I think little his name wolf man. Was Butch on the show. I think, yeah, well, and maybe his name in real life was Butch. Whatever well. he does, he does the Iowa casino circuit. And he fucking kill like well he got like he didn't get convicted but like he was part of like a three man group that like triple dogged this woman and like tried to kill her or did kill her husband oh my god what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it was a little clickbaity because Dateline so was, was like him, Dateline was Ron like Ron Howard and then some <laughs> other Danny Bonaducci yeah they there was a little clickbaity because they kept showing this guy's picture and I was like the fucking kid from the monsters doing they were like he hangs out at this <laughs> bar in iowa with these two guys they oh, no. didn't convict him though <laughs> oh, jesus christ was the story written by truman capote yeah so uh oh, who do adam Butchie didn't want to go but butchie was so nice to the captives he really didn't want to kill anybody yeah but he or like he owned he might have invested in like a like a jacuzzi, not a jacuzzi company, like a Amazing. jet ski company. Something re he really yes. divested all of his just some sexy monies. late and early eighties. Like you're fucking Butch from the Munsters. It's like yeah, I fucking am. Do you want to start a jacuzzi company? With me? <laughs> you fuck yeah. Fuck is that yeah, where I do? Is that where old like TV celebrities go to? Like almost literally, like go back in time, like Superman, like run the opposite direction on Earth. Like I had my fame in the seventies. <laughs> I'm going yeah. back to Iowa, where it's the nineties, technic kind of. Oh still. right. So I still oh, got shit, some you're clout. Right. Like they're stepping back in time, right? Because like the Robert Crane thing, it's like turn to Channel Eight. What pose? Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah right. no, that's me. Yeah, I'm on Comet. You may not have known a little. A little show called Hogan's Heroes. Oh, which, speaking of, rest in peace and very strange, different time. Sadly, the last member of Hogan's Heroes passed away. And he was a guy on the team. He was he died at like 98. But he was a fucking Auschwitz survivor. What? And then, you know, 20 years later, he finds himself playing like... A little clink. A, a guy in this goofy... Like Nazi sitcom, like can we talk how about strange. how fucking abstract and strange that whole premise of that show is? Oh yeah, like do you think they could make like it's like making a comedy about slavery? Yeah. Oh, it's very very peculiar. 
like they're like they're in a prison camp, but you know, you guys all know what we're talking about, right? Come on, we're all in the same. Come on. But I guess maybe it's a British thing. They had shows like that that were like a goofy shows about Hitler. They had that one goofy show about Hitler. Just don't get caught up in all that. And then they make dry as a biscuit shows about a uh, British Macy's. What? What's the British Macy's? <laughs> That's the only other show I remember seeing as a kid after discovering oh, Monty fuck. Python. Yes, yes. And it's just like this austere, very dry comedy about a group of people that work at a department store. Yes. So I watched it. I can't tell you anything that it's about because I was waiting for because I was like, this is so British. It's so boring. Something crazy is going to happen because I just spent an hour watching Monty Python. Nothing. No, nothing. Actually, they just talk about the break room. And do you remember the name? Because I did the same. No one seemed even overly goofy. It like it takes a, a space in my brain. I don't know the title of it. I don't know any of the characters' names. It's like upstairs, downstairs, or something like boring like that. Inside, outside. I think this was a. Com- I'm like, I think this is a comedy. Two reasons: I either just watched Monty Python's and it was on, or I was waiting for Monty Python's, or it yeah. came down the rumor mill. Somebody got me good. Somebody. Oh, they said Masterpiece Theater has nudity. You got it. I would watch Masterpiece <laughs> Theaters. Because the opening credits were that artist, Robert Gorey, who created Adam's Family. Okay. So it was like the animated intro to Masterpiece Theater. I was like, this is, this is amazing. Is this the show? And then would watch Masterpiece Theater, expecting it to be some sort of Adam's Family adjacent animated horror. Even I was praying it would turn into a Dark Shadows. Right. That's a dry one, too. Yeah, but Dark Shadows has, like, it's... He says he's a vampire, at least. Yeah, at least there's... And then he talks about land leases. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was British? Was that show British? No. Yeah. Yeah, it was. They brought it to America, and she didn't last very long. Didn't go well. Didn't they make a movie about it? Mm Mm-hmm. Johnny Depp. Mm Mm-hmm. Pre... Can't... Pre-skunk or post-skunk? Pre-skunk. Uh, he was in the midst of skunking. Yeah. I think he... He... He he got out of the skunk hole, I think. At least in a lot of people's eyes. With that, like... Probably. He was... I don't know if you... You couldn't get away with it if you were... Away from it if you were on Instagram. Because he, like, played this almost, like, Hunter S. Thompson-like character on the stand. Where he, he you know, he's he's charismatic. He's an actor. Uh-huh. So no matter how skunky he is, he he does take up a space, and so like the attorneys would ask him questions, and he would have like repi or quippy repartee whatever. Oh, yeah. and they would isolate it down a little. So like, and then because the lawsuit either went away or didn't get settled, so they were like, "She's crazy," which is yeah. a likely story. But the truth is, sure. I think they were just they're both fucking both crazy. yeah drug at like on drugs in like the middle of like a whirlwind she took a dump on his pillow <laughs> but i'm sure <laughs> See, a lot of girlfriends like... or boyfriends wanted to do oh, that shit man, she just went go. through with it can you like you that takes a level of influence and ego because most people would just be like you know what 
you got me so fucking mad. I'm mm. going to take a shit in That's your mad. fucking shoe. That's mad. I am so fucking mad at you. Yeah. But then you go, ah, fuck it. I'm out of here. Right. It's not but worth they're both it. So, like, it's this weird symbiosis where it's like, it's really fun to be that famous. It's really fun to have that level of notoriety and then to then step out of it for both of them. I mean, sure. like, he's been famous forever, but people don't really give a fuck about Johnny Depp. They gave a shit about the trial. Like, right. he kind of even knew, like, the fighting with her is like, oh, I get some. He's smooching without yeah. the smooch at the end. Sure, sure. He's getting skunky wino and talking shit. What are you doing in your ripped jeans and your band? He's in a band called like the Skid Row Vampires or something. It's just a bunch of also Rand famous rock stars, like a guy from Ozzy's band, Nikki Six. Like it's like, what are you guys? Just a dad jam band? Didn't did you did I share this article with you that there's actually a like uh author's jam band and it's stephen king and like well it's not michael crichton because i think he's dead but i think it's like stephen king and the computer that has michael crichton's brain john patterson or whoever the fuck these authors that are really really rich it's yeah there is a jam band that sounds like the worst band you ever want to see is it like that game where it's like i start the story and then you write the next page and then patterson writes the third page let's get wacky band members they're called the rock bottom remainders and it's dave barry stephen king amy tan which she's an I actually she's a great author. Uh-huh. Sam Barry, Ridley Pearson, Scott Turo, Joel Selvin, James McBride, Mitch Album. Hello. <laughs> uh, he he comes out with the ballads, right? Oh, yeah. Tuesdays with rockin'. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see who else. Roger He's got McGrin. that crunchy seventies like Maya Angelou. Sunshine. Hello, she's, that's a big oh, hold on. Honorary member Maya Angelou? How do you... Oh, are you skunking her? Are you smooching her? She's not alive anymore, right? She's not alive anymore, I don't believe. Is she? Uh, No, she's alive. No, Casey. Did they honorary her without her permission? She died in 2014. That's so long ago she could still be alive. But she, how do you become an honorary member? They don't get into it. They but I got to tell you, did they just read one of her group. poems and they were like, she's in the You're band. In the group. Put it so in her fucking Wikipedia. I'm putting it here. Can we also put an addendum on her Wikipedia? My Angelou, honorary jerk. She's JP, baby. Oh, she's in. She is Who fucking else you want? in. I like Maya Angelou. I do too. What kind of maniac doesn't like Maya Angelou? Even I if you don't you like Maya Angelou, Maya do you Angelou, say that out loud? We get Cormac McCarthy, because you mm. can't contact him, so he can't refute it. Sure. And then uh, maybe Dr. Seuss? The, uh, who's a, oh, you know who would be fun? Because he's kind of creepy. Maybe he'd be good on the keys. Caleb Carr. Mm. He's a ghoul. He is a ghoul. He's only written three books. And he'd and two be, of them are great. He'd be, you know what? I wouldn't, because he's a... He's, He's got to wear that top hat, though. 
you know, that not, Jack the Ripper outfit. He's a history nerd. So mm-hmm. I'd love to hang out with him. I saw him on like uh, Talking Heads, like Egypt, you know, like <laughs> from the moon. <laughs> Egypt was built by moon men. <laughs> Something oh crazy. Oh my God, that's the best. I listened to him talk about that for ages. Oh, for days, for days. Uh, oh my God. I, Casey, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Ask away. You ever rollerbladed? Yes, I have. Okay. How good were you with those back brakes on your rollerblade? I you was so not it? good at them. I would just stop by diving into the grass. <laughs> exactly. Like a dog with roller skates on. Like that's, I was so uncoordinated. Because you can't do the ice skate stop. No, you can't do the ice skate stop. You, yeah, no, I was fucking awful. Just take them off. Take them off. Before we moved, my cousin and his wife came to visit New York, and um, he's a skateboarder. Mm-hmm. So he was like, hey, man, I know, that, like, he's like, that's fucking New York City, man. I know. Like, he knows 90s skateboarding like we do. So he was like, this is the shit. I got to go to these spots. So one afternoon, I went with him and his wife, and we just kind of, like, walked around, and we saw some sights, and then stopped at all these skate parks. And he's pretty... He's a fucking fantastic skateboarder but he's like you know you know classic skateboarder guy but they have to share the park with the rollerbladers and i gotta say you're right the finesse with like because there was a guy in like a business suit that had his skates on you get a haughty air about you right because you're kind of like can we hurry up with your fucking kickflip half pipe? I want to <laughs> like just elegant because you can't really do a lot of tricks on like rollerblades. Board you get you get you get flair with the rollerblade. You're a hop, hop and a scooter. You're hop high knees is a big one. Touch oh, so the there was t- a lot of that. Touch like the toes. Tuck it, like he's doing a slalom jump. Yeah, and I was like, my man's got a couple moves. What's cool? I can't do it backstopping, but it clearly there is a schism in the community that is rollerbladers. I think they're getting a little too hotsy. Oh, next okay. to your traditional skateboarder. Well, they were always they. Oh, they, and our friend G G Man Stone, hundred percent rollerblader in life. They were always derided when I was in high school, as if. Just a bunch of nerdy little skunks. Like, uh, if okay, Casey Van Heels licking his fingers. Mm-hmm. He's going down the aisle at a Walmart. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm in the sporting goods section. You come upon two options: a nice pair of roller skates or a hot pair of roller blades. Same price. They got your size. What are you pulling off the shelf? I had to say, since I've actually roller skated relatively recently, okay, with Harvey. That shit is fucking difficult. <laughs> <laughs> you might just pocket that money. I I if I got to cho- choose two, I go blade. Yeah. Because I only ever roller skated as a kid at the roller skating party. Sure. Which just meant me hanging on for dear life on the joystick of that Simpsons game. <laughs> <laughs> that should be an Olympic sport having roller skates on and playing arcade games. Oh yeah. Because it's that weird a fighting game ten dollars they have the big the heads time. and the big fist. Oh, fuck yeah. And, and you fight, and then the loser gets thrown in the sewer. Wait, which game is that? It's like called Major Fight. It's got one of those very 
Japanese American translations, and it the I, I can vividly remember the sound effects. It's like yeah, 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 because it's just jab or big punch, and the big punch was so it's just like a street fighting game, but they're very animated. So you have yeah. a very big head and a little body, bobble headed, and you're. It's very much like uh, the Warriors. Like, there's a coterie of villains, mm, and then the leader gotcha. watching you, and you kind of fight them all. And the thing I loved the most as a kid is the loser gets picked up by the leader and thrown in the sewer. And then they drop the fucking, <laughs> the fucking sewer grate on top of it, and they're like, you're so awful at street fighting. Take thee to the sewer, you skunk. And it was only at the roller skating rink. How bad did you want to live in the sewer? I uh, probably too too much. <laughs> too much. I think that's probably why I find myself where I am right now. It's because of a lot of Huck Finn esque sewer dreams. I was like, "What if you get one of them high pipes? <laughs> yeah. You're out of the muck." I not sewer dreams, but this takes you to this makes you wonder if <laughs> you and I were talking about saving Playboys. So of course we're sewer <laughs> dreamers. I there was a give me a box car, give me a, a dried out sewer well. There was when I would do my paper route instead of dreaming of playing professional basketball or becoming a veterinarian. There was an <laughs> open lot on my route, and it had like a little square. In my mind, it looked like a door, and I was like, man. If that was a big enough hole under the earth, I would live there forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I wanted. Oh my god, how often did you either actively avoid or get as close as you could before you got scared? That fucking abandoned grain elevator next to the river? Yes. In yes, like I've been in it. Oh, of course. I When I finally was like... Guys, wait here. I'm going in. And you take the trestled tracks yep. that are yep. just covered in muck and ages of dirt. And for anyone not from Watertown, there's this fucking... It's beautiful. I don't even know if it's there anymore. This yeah, beautiful old grain elevator that was built probably early 1900s. Uh, because the train yeah. tracks, it's on the Big Sioux River. And the train would come, and you would load your grain onto the trains and take them out of fucking Watertown. It's just, it's like um, um, a gantry. It's like a castle. Kind of. Yeah. Oh, you really from did. the middle of nowhere, it looks like a castle, because it has these huge, giant, arced windows. Like, to a point of peak. Isn't that gothic, technically? Yeah. Like, it's just, and there's nothing there. So, it's this huge, brick, monstrous structure nestled next to a river. And that's right by Crazy Hills, right? Which is where we'd fucking ride bikes and avoid crazy death traps. Yeah, I think it was in I that think it's area. In that area, yeah. So if you ride your bike down there to do the Crazy Hills, it's kind of always over your shoulder, in the background. Like beckoning. So I remember the first time I was like, I'm going in. I'm finally brave enough to go in. So I go in. You get in, and of course, it's just like any abandoned thing. There's a bunch of fucking old beer cans, soda yep. cans, and then you see the swastikas and <laughs> the pentagrams. Many. Too many. And you're like, For the witches! <laughs> I gotta get the fuck out of here! Oh, God. They're gonna come, like, because you, that's what you hear. They're like, that's where they sacrifice animals, those, all the Watertown Satanists. I think 
I would go back. This is where you go smoke a fucking joint. Yeah. Get away from your fucking stepdad. You'd think it'd be antithetical joint and swastika. You, you wouldn't have one or the other, but I guess it's just sometimes the two go hand in hand. Um, well, if you're going to do it, this is the best place. If you're going to be that big of a dicky fucking 14 year old that you got, I stole my fucking dad's spray paint. I hate the world. You know what I'm going to do to the world? I'm going to spray paint a swastika. But I'm going to do it in this hidden place where no one can see it. I know that it's bad. Oh, I was going to say, I don't know if I think it was. There was a kid in sixth grade who penciled a bunch of swastikas all over his notebook. And he was a nice kid. And I was like, even I was like, what the fuck, dude? And because it was in tandem with yin yangs and peace signs and shit. It was just because it was a symbol and he wasn't necessarily artistic. So he's like, my brain goes to making cube with a 3D cube and yin yang. And I guess this crook line that crosses, that's a symbol too. And it's like, dude, that's a fucking Tate symbol. Do you, do you know what that means? I think my teacher. It is yeah. ancient Native American for yeah. peace. It's like bullshit, fucker. Bullshit. I I have to hear that quite a bit in the um, yoga community. Not quite mm. a bit. I've heard it once or twice in the yoga community. <laughs> You're every week. <laughs> every week. It's when a, you gotta be like, hey, hey, hey. As I do my meditation, jacket, take that jacket off. No, it's my cool meditation jacket. This symbol means peace. Um, um, Yogi, Yogi Hans, before you namaste, I, I have a question <laughs> about the, um. Our swastika's cool. Our swastika's okay because of this space. God, God damn it, it's the swastika <laughs> question. Um. Pull your sleeve down, freak. I'm sorry, but swastikas are ruined. They're done. They're done. They're done. Retired. Done. Sorry. I dare you. You it's really are going to have to be draw. the biggest fucking celebrity that ever existed in the millennia to be able to bring a swastika back. I don't know if it'll happen in my lifetime, but I I only think the way it comes back, and even then it's questionable. Jesus comes back, but he's got swastika facial hair. Oh, stylish, <laughs> or, stylish. Or, or he's got a note his notebook with all his new psalms is just covered with yin yang swastikas. <laughs> guys, guys, did you see Jesus' notebook? Ooh. But you're like, but he's got a swasy head. He gave me this doodle he did of Frankenstein out of his notebook. <laughs> this is really a Jesus cool original. <laughs> but he really fucking iced us at that con lying around the corner. You think the Green Ranger or G- you think Green Rangers fucking snooker in Jesus up in heaven right now at the booth? At a game at a game of snooker? You're literally playing snooker, yeah. From what <laughs> <Jesus>. yeah. <laughs> You know, heaven is full of the cheapest fucking parlor games. No one it's like bumper pool. Is heaven just a boys and girls club? I gotta what tell you, fuck? Case. If heaven's just a nice old, uh, you know, smoked out room full of, because you can't have liquor and uh, games right, of pleasure can. in the same room, just some Dr Pepper, root root beer on tap, snooker, and Marlboro Lights. Your I dad's think I always did down the, right the hall thing. playing playing racquetball. You're like, yeah. nah, I only got 20 minutes. My dad's got a game of racquetball he's finishing up. Yeah, not bad. 50 cents an hour. I'm in. You have to pay in heaven. You got your you got your heaven badge on that old shoelace? Oh. It's laminated. Like a boys and girls club badge? Yep. No, I'm allowed. 
I wonder I'm allowed if, into heaven. Do you, maybe heaven, you're trapped in your greatest memory. And if that's the case, I'm in trouble. Because I don't know one. which one it is, but it's a weird one, I'm sure. <laughs> I like if you could, as you're, the generations that follow you enter the eternal peace, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I wonder what great-grandfather Hans is. You know, like, you're able to peruse, because that's how you learn about creating that final beautiful memory that you then sure, sure. live into for eternity. But you gotta shop window shop all of the You're like, oh that's fun. Is great grandpa Hans just beating up a Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. It's not real. <laughs> Don't blow in those games. Um that is a really fun idea. It would be and really the, But the Nintendo cool. game is an impossible sequel to a movie that you were like, I wish there was a sequel. What if they were able to chip you or give you access, like being able to put a thumb drive in a computer, and uh, that thumb drive goes in your ear, and you're able to <laughs> access your brain, right? And so you can almost, like, I, I see it tangibly because I'm an old man, but, like, go through yeah. the files of your brain. And then pick memories to relive. Oh, and maybe like a few to delete. The, delete. Going through the old long box. Yeah. Ooh, this is a good one. How many? This was an afternoon of Mountain Dew and Super Nintendo. Yeah. Oh, but how? Let's. What? Uh, let's say the male population is fifty percent. How many of them get locked into a real weird, a real weird one a forever? Dog. A horn dog. A vintage yeah, Playboy. If, if you think about honestly, the horn dogs, is that a memory you want to replay forever and eternity? Well, that's the it's enjoyable. Paw. It's that's fantastic. the monkey's paw. But then you're like, you're like my fucking back hurts. This is the quadrillionth time I've did that one move that felt real cool, and you seem to be into it. So I chose that one. I'd probably but pick like, a fun movie cool I, I would like to have seen for the first time again. Just so again. you could keep rewatching. Yeah. yeah. Like the first you. time I saw Kill Bill, that was, I was like, wow, that was a good one. No, totally. Yeah. That's how you game the system. You're like, oh, I choose a memory that's also a movie. That's fresh. But that movie gets old. Here, here, Here's a memory for all of us to mm-hmm. live, okay? Yeah. It's time for, insert a song here. Maybe I'll get our songwriter to make it. Triple H, mm-hmm. Hans's Horny Hour. Okay? Loving it. So, Casey... I had an idea. We call them, we can call them uh, the Dumb Dad Sweatpants. Mm. Sweaty pants, not the sweat... <sighs> ah, I Breath. see. Breath Horny sweat. breaths. Maybe that's what... So, so Casey, we've been holding on to this baby because we it didn't fit our theme of October, but... Because I am a freelance writer, a lot of things pop up. Yeah, we're in the middle uh, for me to write. And one that popped up is a little website. You can all check it out, although we're not sponsored yet. It is trademarked called Sultry Little Things, in which they will platform your erotica. You write it for them. You submit it to them. And you make like half a red cent off of every time somebody pays a dollar ninety nine for your story. Oh right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's how that money is made. So every time it's downloaded, mm-hmm. you get a little taste. Now well, we'll there's the store. The Casey, I am going to come on, where's the store? There we go. Cause they have excerpts. 
I'm going to give lots you some rose, options. Lots of rose gold in this. <laughs> yes, it's it's a beautiful choice of website colors. So I'm going to give you some choices. On, on it, it, We'll read a couple. Mm-hmm. Here's Worth a Thousand Words by Thea Marco, My Only mm-hmm. Lover by Madeline Harbour, A Most Beautiful Year by Alexander G.A. Castor, Bad yeah. Girl by Kat Ravenel, yeah. What Happens in the Tub by Daniel <laughs> Yen. <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to choose until now. Hooked by a Mermaid by Taylor Knight. Oh, that was a nice one. I like that. Uh, I'm a big splash guy. I like me some splash. Okay. A full service ride by Amy London. Hope <laughs> 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 it's a bike shop. Playing with music by Honey Hades. Mm. Fit right by Davi. <laughs> oh Davi. Oh Davi. What are we doing, Davi? Uh Smoke Show by Alana Ray. Smoke <laughs> Show. <laughs> Uh, one oh, the one and a half night stand by Amy London. I think that's a double by her. You got any of those? You want to hear a little excerpt? They're quick. I'm sure. Good lord, those all sound great. I don't know. What are you leaning towards? What what strikes you the first pass through? And I haven't. I might have read one of these, but I purposely when I refound that we were going to talk about this, I didn't open them so we could both. How about what happens in the tub by Daniel? I that one. That one got me. That That had a nice title. Yeah. All right. Here's our excerpt. Because that is a sexy scenario. Mm, yeah, we have tough. all seen it played out in fiction and in erotic films. And if you're unlucky enough, maybe but you in tried it life, in real life. No, yeah, no. She's a, it's tough. a take a leave it type thing. You yeah. might get one good for every every chance. You're like, eh, you know what? If a big tub, maybe. I don't want to break my fucking ankle and have my five-year-old daughter have to call an ambulance. I once, side note, I once dated a, a a woman who was came from a wildly wealthy and successful, famous family. And I was very young, and she was older than me, and I was trying to woo her, so I was going to take her away for the... I worked as a barback. I made... Mm-hmm. I had kept cash in my sock. I didn't have any money. She was set for life. But I was like, I'm the man. All right? That's I'm very... Providing. right. I'm providing. So I was like, that's attractive, right? Right, exactly. We will go to Montauk, which is in the very tip of Long Island. And I will get a hotel. And as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, fuck. And so I got a hotel. And for me, even at the time, even now, we all know my hotel is recycling these beer cans (laughs) if I'm in Montauk. It was like $250 a night. So I got one night. In Montauk, a romantic <laughs> night in Montauk, off season. So when I took her out for lobster, we were the only two people in this like weird, like probably booming. Like it almost would have looked like one of those sure. supper clubs in um, that movie Dirty Dancing, you know, like only oh members God, of this because yeah, yeah. it was like a closed resort. And the so we were alone in this weird thing. So and then when I they took her back to lobster over where they like, you guys are lucky. The last two of the summer lobsters. Right, basically. You're like, ooh, that freezer burned on these. And she would, it was probably in my head, but she was nice enough to be like, I fucking had lobster with Ray Liotta in fucking (laughs) can, you know? Um, So anyways, I take her back to this room, and part of the room is I was like, that's going to make it happen in the tub. This baby comes with a jacuzzi in the room. 
fucking it had it might as well been out of national lampoons family vacation (laughs) just a foot of the coldest most tepid water you ever saw come on honey i think it's getting warmer there's nobody stayed at the hotel it was like one of those weird beach garbage hotels so like there's nobody to talk to that's just the tub actually no it is rusty sorry sorry i'm gonna drain it i'm gonna drain it quick so I whisked her away, and we just watched Survivor Man on bad Ooh. cable, <laughs> which is a which good show. Which we were doing with me at our apartment in Long Island City at I the didn't time. tell her that I'd seen those <laughs> episodes. All right. Honey, well, this weekend's about you. I haven't seen these yet. I have. Goes to show you how cool she is. She ended up getting me season one on DVD back when that was a thing. Um. So I guess I did woo her. So what didn't happen in the tub did happen in this tub by Daniel Yen. Here we go. After some convincing, Nat manages to get Jake into the bathroom with her. Undress, she commands. What? I'm not taking off my clothes in front of you. Oh, relax. She pulls a bandana out of her back pocket. See, I won't see a thing. Your decency will be protected. Oh, she ties it over her eyes. I got it. All right. Fine. I don't know why I'm making him so. (laughs) He does. He seems like a bitch. But also, he seems very like, don't look at me naked, but we're about to have sex. Was he going to just jump under the covers quick? The, The tub, maybe. Fine. Jake starts undressing. He keeps a close eye on Nat. Make sure she doesn't sneak a peek. Oh. Okay, I'm done. Cool. Now let's, this is so funny, because there might be a story that snuck in here, and that story might not, which, what I thought was way far off and funny, is kind of right on. Cool. You may have Now let's get you into the tub. Nat and Jake carefully navigate their way, are they 90 years old? Nat and Jake carefully navigate their way into the tub. Watch out for the soap! That Nat filled before taking Jake to the bathroom. What in the fuck is going on? <laughs> Nat helps lower Jake into the tub, making sure his broken leg is hanging off to the oh, side. Oh, bury the lead, Yeah. Okay, I'm in. I can take it from here. You want me to go? She says in an innocent voice. No. I just... Dot, dot, dot. You can stay if you want. <laughs> oh, Sultry hello. little things. Folks, you'll have to pay $1.99 if you want more of Wow, what you didn't start with the, the broken leg? Mm-mm. No, barely. Give me a little backstory. They were hiking. They're they're friends, but they're not together. He's worried. I'm sure he's so well endowed. It's embarrassing. I scare people. They didn't say the cat. She thought the cast was on his cock, and it's just his giant monster case. He's so long. It's also <laughs> in the cast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Oh my god, I think I clicked the wrong thing. I might have just bought it. Hold on. <laughs> oh no. Hey Meg. Whoa, whoa. A little sleepy whoa, time whoa. reading for us. Whoa. I accidentally clicked on one and I found out what I did. It's Fit Right by Davi, okay, everyone? Oh. Well, this was I'll an accident. It right. It's like the white stag in House of Dragons. It's meant to be, okay? <laughs> Spoiler kind of, but not. Alright, this is Fit Right by Davi. I gotta tell you, when I submit, I'm going single name. I don't know what it is yet. Hotsy. 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 Oh, fuck. Decided over with a Z. No. H-O-T-T-S-Y or S-I-E? No. Do hot and then S-I. So just H-O-T-S-I. One T? Because then you're like, ooh, 
who could Hatsi could be a man, could be a woman. Sure. You don't know the ethnicity per they se. They say I have You're a like, very feminine a... touch, so there it'll be know. right in the middle. It'll be a chick with a hog. That's <laughs> 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 the greatest. Yeah, it's just gonna be a chick with a hog. You know, oh. right in the middle. Oh man. Oh fuck! I play it's a character. It's gonna don't be I? about fucking. Carl seducing Urkel's mom. Oh like, man! Where did this go? Lois, what was her name? Lois? I forget. That's how it starts. You put in the Hatsi. It's like, look what I found, and it's just you describing some smut that you wrote. He just puts in a cassette, and it's family natters. Family. Family. That's in in the splatters? family natters. Fam- Ooh, family splatters. Good horror movie. Family tatters. All right, all right. Um, Ooh, tatters, because then it's just oh, it's so passionate. Oh, um, stepdad does Urkel. Bodice ripper. <laughs> <laughs> say stepdad does uncle Urkel. <laughs> uncle Urkel. Time has passed. All right. Fit oh, right on, Davi. by Davi. It's a great name, Davi. D a v i. Around two years ago, a new archbishop was brought in to take oh, over church man. services at the Whoa. palace. Fuck yeah. The palace, you say? Yeah, mm. what? Get the popcorn uh, ready. I mean, I am getting hot. I love it. We, we've seen the palace. It's down by the river in Watertown. <laughs> <laughs> the old one had either died or retired to the countryside. Teresa forgot which. That's All right, can we stop? <laughs> So the thing about, I think my submission, I think I can fucking, I can submit the shit. I can become the most popular, sultry little things author of all time. Because as an author, it can be important to make choices. Okay? Um, Specificity. Specificity is the soul of narrative, as they say. So the line, the old one, meaning the old archbishop. So... There's there's a yeah. word choice you can use there. The old one had either died or retired to the countryside. Par- parenthetical. Teresa forgot which. That is wildly. It takes more work to be unspecific. It, that's a lot of yeah extra words. It's a lot of indecision. But this new bishop had a kind of fire in his belly for sermonizing. What if this is like a like a Lutheran plant? Like, you know, they're fucking infiltrating like sultry, devotional guys. sultry little psalms. Um, he told her that being in bed with a man before marriage was possibly the worst thing that a young lady could do. This is fucked up, right? Now that you know what happens with kids and like sex and archbishops and shit. This is kind of getting fucked up. Uh, and then he told her that being in bed with another woman was even worse. That you could be killed for such a thing. You could lose your heavenly afterlife and soak in a pit of flames for eternity. Pause. Soak Pause. in a soak. pit of flames Ooh, for eternity. Oh, it's like an Ozzy cover. That's like a horny devil chick. Can you soak in flames? In a... I think do. I like intimate, it. I think, I, I I think like Davi it. is intimating it's hot flames on a type of liquid. So a pit full of liquid. So Eternal. it's like hot hell grease, but it's a grease fire on oh, top. Oh, it's a grease fire. A crease fire. Uh, Get a grease fire going in my crease fire. My crease is on fire right yeah, now, exactly. I'll tell you. 
You don't know how close you are. Her mother took up the religious fervor the new bishop had brought with him. She insi- oh, is this mother? She insisted that Teresa abandon the novels they had allowed her to read with such a veracity as a child. The queen refused to allow her any other book until she had memorized the holy verses and could recite it in full to the archbishop. Bishop. So is she the princess? Is her uh, mom the queen, or is this the queen? I think it's the of town. The, the queen of town. The town's queen. The town's queen. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if I were me, I'd rename it, but I'm saying. <laughs> Teresa had those novels as the basis of a, elaborate nightly fantasies. This one really left you guys hanging in a in a hand job. I'm sorry. That's all you get. You have to pay $1.99 for Davi. Hello, Davi. So there's also this one, if you want me to click on it, it's called Corey's Crush. Anybody oh, interested? Yeah. I'm I'm in. Oh, it's by Hotsy. Hotsy. Oh, oh, you might have to rethink that name. Now, I want everybody to listen to this one and see what real Hot chicks with hogs write. <laughs> a real, how a real chick with a hog writes. That is not a bad definition of me. I love it. I'm, anatomically, it's right, but it still gives me that zhuzh of a man who is sensitive, and I like it. A hunk of a man. A jeans-splitting hunk of a man. Sheila was having trouble concentrating at work ever since the new janitor started working on her floor. He wore tight jeans, Reeboks, and a nice button-up tucked in. She didn't know how he fit the tuck in the front or back. She giggled to herself as she made a package left in the front and one left in the back joke to herself. (laughs) Rona noticed Sheila's faraway look and made her way over. His name's Corey, you know. What? Sheila questioned. The new hunk janitor. His name's Corey, and he's ripe for the taking. Banana ripe, if you know what I mean. Rona let out her signature husky laugh. (laughs) Sheila started to blush. Oh, stop it, Rona. You know I'm not over Glenn. Hey, it's been 18 months since he died in that fire. Sheila, you need to move on. Besides, based on the heat coming from your chair, you're starting a fire of your own. Careful, Sheila. If you don't make a move, I will. Rona sauntered away towards the vending machine for her morning cliff bar. At that moment, Sheila looked up to the hunk. Sheila looked up to see the hunk Corey was right in front of her. Hey, Sheila, right? He licked his plump lips, leaving a creamy gloss on the crooks of his mouth. Sheila, getting horny, fumbled with her words. Yes. And her change. <laughs> yes. It's it's Corey, right? Yep. Corey's the name. Question for you. Shoot. Sheila pushed her chest towards his crotch. You need me to change your garbage? He reached down by her legs, which gave her goosebumps that ran up past her quivering, quivering crack to the nape of her neck. Sure. She tried to keep the drips down her legs from giving her horny away. Davi! <laughs> Hotsy! Corey grabbed the garbage can and began emptying it into a bigger garbage can. <laughs> Specificity is the soul of erotic narrative. He stopped for a moment, then he eye fucked Sheila as he reached into the can and pulled out a banana peel. You like bananas? He rubbed the greasy peel between his thumb and forefinger. Only if they're ripe. Sheila said as she grabbed his tight under the jeans buns. He flexed his hard <laughs> cheeks and smelled the peel. He smiled. <laughs> the riper the pipe, 
the stronger the donger. <laughs> For the rest of the story, folks, you're going to have okay. to pay $1.99 or 69 about, hey, cents we'll on Black Panty Friday. Cents. We're going to cut them. Oh, do we We're undercut? cut this site off at the knees. What's better, the riper the pipe, the stronger the donger, or the riper the pipe, the harder the swipe? I like I, I love silly words like donger, <laughs> but I I think swipe swipe, swipe of the pipe. It's more sexy. For, yes, very much so. I don't want to get off track here, but let me tell you. All right, you replace it mm-hmm. with janitor. All right, you clean yeah. up the names. This shit blows that other stuff away. You make oh, him yeah. like a construction guy. Sure, I, I'm a wordsmith when it comes to horny. Her She's horny was late. running down her butt, or whatever the fuck it said. <laughs> Put that in. I will. Her horny I'll make a note. ran down her butt. <laughs> she didn't want to sit up. Hans is horny. Hot sees horny hour. It even works. It's got an age. There you go. I love it. I say hot see. Hot see to trotzy. Man, my brain. What's your cousin do? Hans? Oh, oh hot see? He's a smut lancer. He lives in the city in, in Times Square and writes smut. That's a real thing, by the way. Only smut wears a Lancer. trench coat. Smut if you, Lancer? If you're a freelance writer, go to smutlancer.com Ooh. and you can learn how to make money writing smut. Which is hey, bullshit. Right. Because smut is free. It's the same thing. Anywhere right, no, you exactly. go, smut is beyond free. And guys, I gotta tell you, and gals, anyone, if you're a person, I want you to pay $1.99 for my smut when it comes out. I'll link it. But if you're a person that pays to read smut, pay me. I don't want you to live right in my now. state because you are a <laughs> fucking murderer. Supporting local artists, smutters, smutler, smut, smutters. smutters. No, that's a whole like when we first moved to Columbus when I was working at the movie theater. There are a couple of young kids I work with that were, and this will go without saying. This is me not casting the first stone. Sure. They were nerds. <laughs> okay. But they also, <laughs> they're like, yeah, man, I do slash. What? And I was like, what? And they're like, I do slash fic. Ah. Uh... Like, my jam. And I was like, I don't know if, like, bloody? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I was like, I didn't know. And they're like, no, no, no. I, I like to write stories about uh, Captain America having sex with Iron Man. Ah. Uh... And I was like, okay. And Why is it called it. Slash. Like, because mm, they are going against the Captain America fucking Iron Man. Mm. Is they're both cisgendered white dudes, so they I flip gotcha. it. Yeah, okay. And now they're into each other. Dudes. I got it. I got it. No, so I had a long conversation. I was like, "This is fascinating, fun." I guess you know. Sure, I get it hey, out. Man, if, Gets you to be creative and, and That's do true. something, like, go for yeah, it. Yeah, if more incels art would just art. write slash fiction instead of fucking blaming the world for their loneliness, then it'd be a Shit, better place. Man. All those ribald old poets, they were just incels that decided yes. to write sexy poems. Yes, yes. Let's and not now they're fucking Lord Byron. Cast the first stone he had against a, a fucking Davi. dead leg. He had yeah. a club foot. It's not the only thing he had a club of. <laughs> club of hello. They call me Lord Byron. <laughs> Why? Because I got like... me a sword. <laughs> You'll get that in 15 years, guys, but you won't. <laughs> I'm talking to young Hans with that so long joke. 
<laughs> Everybody out there, fucking thank you so much for being with us for those. Oh my because god! Yeah. Can everybody out there just take a picture of your face after you hear that so long joke on the Jerk Practice podcast and send yeah, it over just, to us? Because I'd how love to see you are about it, or that we keep or doing cracking it up, having a hey. crack. Even a small little smirk. It's running down, Mike. That last running down your crack. You loved it so much. <laughs> Quiver is up the crack. <laughs> to the nape of the neck. That's alliteration, bitch. Gotcha, motherfucker. Yeah, hot seat. I'm fucking... Yes. Folks, make me the most popular, sultry. I want to I wanna go to that fucking conference, meet Davi, who will probably oh, literally yeah. be my do- doppelganger, my Davi ganger. Sure. Just, except they are wearing like a purple, a, like a purple Indiana Jones hat. Fedora. We'll go Fanny play some snooker, fedora. drink some That's root beers, talk. Has sw- to be held at an old abandoned boys and girls club. Of course. With that archbishop story, I don't know if I need to get near Dobby. <laughs> right, yeah. Getting weird. That guy <laughs> or gal. What do you think? What's the... You think these are all probably men, right? I think good... Probably over under. Even if guys. it's like kitten whiskers here, it's probably that's probably Roy from. I think so. I feel like nothing against Hy-Vee. the fellas out there, but ladies got more shit to do in a day. Yeah, airport adventure, Kirk hustling, reverse voyeur. Looking at my uh, notes, we watched a. Um, Oh. Great documentary on Netflix for anyone who's looking for a four-parter. Are you are you joy working this one though? I haven't seen it yet. Uh, yeah, I am. I will say hardcore joy work. It's uh, the Pepsi sure. documentary on Netflix, right? right? It's like, uh, yeah, it's like Pepsi. You own me a jet. I remember this and story. Meg was like, "You right. remember this?" I was like, "Fuck yes, I remember this." My life revolved around. Mountain Dew points Drinking and bullshit. And yes, what are you talking about? Of course I remember this. Uh, super fascinating. Very interesting. I, like you, when we started, Ash was like, you remember this? And I was like, oh my god, of course I do. I didn't know the intricacies of it. Yeah. And basically it just plays out like, uh, it's a bunch of rich people fucking with Pepsi and them fucking with them. So it's endlessly because there's really no losers in the whole story. Sure. Because it's not they they frame it in a way he's a young kid yeah. from Oregon who read the fine print mm-hmm. and was like, You owe me a jet. Right. But this is no spoiler, basically there's like fine print. So the for those of you who have not seen the commercial, it was to promote this thing called Pepsi Points. Every can of, every twelve pack of Pepsi was like ten points. Yep. Every Two liter, five, and you just collect them. Mm-hmm. It's like Marlboro cash. It's you like Marlboro, it My- Marlboro Miles, Casey. <laughs> Marlboro it's Camel Miles. cash. So, I know somebody that didn't have a Marlboro pullover. <laughs> right. yeah, no. Yes, my uh, Mar- all those nice Marlboro blankets. You could really tell the kids whose parents enjoyed cigarettes. Didn't love them <laughs> by the amount of Marlboro gear they had. <laughs> it's like, ooh, that's a cool starter jacket. Yeah, it's Camel. I got it from the the rep, the camel rep. And I'll see you at the Boys and Girls Club when I trap you in the bathroom later. Right, yeah. Uh so he 
so the commercial is like this kid comes out of his room and he puts sunglasses on. And it's like sunglasses, you know, 70 points. Puts on a cool jacket, you know, jacket, yeah. 500 points. Mm-hmm. And then the kid goes to school and like, you know, the wind whips up and the papers fly everywhere. Yep, yep. And then shh, you hear this landing and then a Harrier jet lands. Cool kid gets out with his Pepsi and his jacket and his glasses and it's like, Harrier jet, 7 million Pepsi points. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. this kid in Oregon, because rem- they show it, there was a catalog you'd get off of a oh, yeah. standy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fuck yeah. In the fine print in the back of the catalog, <laughs> because it's like, Pepsi, you had to do this. You already rooked us on buying Pepsi. Yeah. They were like, you can also pay ten cents mm-hmm. to buy a Pepsi point. Fucking so brilliant. they basically wanted you just to buy coolers directly from them. Some guy at the board the meeting is like, "We're going to make so much money off this. You guys want to make a little more frosting? Just sell yeah. the points directly because some idiot's going to want the the want padded the seat cooler. cover. Yeah, he wants exactly. his Jeep seat. Whoops." Uh, so this kid is like crunched the numbers, and it would cost seven hundred thousand dollars to pay for seven million Pepsi points. And the Harrier Jets like a billion dollar piece just, of like, equipment. Thirty two, thirty two million dollars. Yeah. Okay. Like, so the one thing that I didn't know, which is so fascinating about the documentary, is that kid wasn't just some Ruby kid. Okay. He's like a twenty one year old business in business school. Mm, okay. Who also happens to be. A mountain climbing guide. Okay. So this kid has traveled the fucking world. Gotcha, gotcha. Climbing Mount Everest, Mount Rainier, like they're everywhere on the planet Earth. And one of his friends is this guy, independently wealthy oh, that makes restaurant sense now. tour sure. businessman. Because it's an expensive who, hobby. They have climbed Mount Everest together. Got it. So they're up there and he's just like, hey, I saw this fine print. Can you give me seven hundred thousand dollars? I'll pay you right back. Right? And the and the guy was like, uh, yeah, I don't know. So the kid, to his credit, and I say kid, he's fucking in his twenties, right. had a business plan and was like, if we get the Harrier jet, I can rent it for this, and like did a wow. proper business proposal and pitched it to this guy who he just happens to be friends with. And the guy was like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah. I love fucking. He's like. And the guy himself is this cool, adventurous guy, rock climber. He just survived brain cancer. Okay. So this guy is literally, like, there couldn't be a better person to in go to. history. Because he's like, who gives a fucking shit? This sounds like fun. Right. Great pitch, dude. And mm-hmm. that's where it starts. So then it's the legal battle of them going at Pepsi to get a Harrier jet. Sure. And then the Michael Avenatti is in it for a while because he was on their legal team for a hot minute. Isn't he's he the in prison? Dan- yeah, he's fucking. Like- he's a fucking bad dude. He's the lawyer for Stormy Daniels. If Stormy anybody- Daniels, yeah. That guy, uh, entertaining yeah. as all get out. I'm this. sure, and he's young too. So him and this kid traveling the country, trying to f- scheme their way into winning a Harrier jet. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a fantastic movie, but total nostalgia bomb yeah for us for people our age and it was even to the point i was like i gotta tell Hans this on the podcast because he'll fucking flip so we're in the midst of watching this and like cooking and ash and i start talking about pogs oh yeah and i was like yeah i fucking remember pogs sure of course 
And then she got chippy with like, well, you wouldn't play Pogs with me because I'll get your Pogs from you. And I was like, of course you would. You're good at like everything. So, of course, you'd be good at Pogs. I was like, I played Pogs with our friend Timmy one time and I won all his Pogs and he said I quit. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that was fun for a while. But she went to like her dad taught at the school that she went to, which was for a long time a private boys school. Okay. And she was the first female to ever go kindergarten through 12th grade. So she's just a little roughhouser sure. with all these like hooligans. Rich, kids, rich rich boy hooligans. Yeah. So she had the story that was like Hansen's going to fucking love it. Her dad was also a, a great schemer. He was like, "All oh, these pogs are worth money? Uh-huh. Let's go get, get let's get gas station pogs." So they'd go get cheap pogs, and oh, she would just course. win, like, this kid's Frank Thomas Don Russ. Yeah, she'd yeah. win this guy's, like, $5 Wolverine pog. Like, she just won all these expensive pogs off these fools with gas station, with camel Camel, camel pogs. pogs. Camel pogs. And, like, the we need jerk practice pogs. pogs. Which, that's actually a great idea. We need jerk practice pogs, folks. Um, and I was like, 420 bonus, dear. Like, you want all these pugs? And she's like, yeah, I made a shit ton of money off of it. I was like, what? Because they paid for expensive pogs. She would win them from them. But where would she sell sell them? And then sell them to other kids. Ah, got it. And then this is the capper that you'll love. She's like, yeah, so I used all the profits, gave them to my dad, so that I could buy all of the Space Jam plushes from McDonald's. Nice. (laughs) From McDonald's? What, with McDonald's points? With cash. She just, her podcast, she was like, Dad, I really want the Bugs Bunny, you know, 12-inch McDonald's plush. But don't you have to get a Happy Meal for that? Right. She spent it on Happy Meals. Oh, nice. Because her old man was like, no, I'm not doing it. Did they give you the option on a Happy Meal, like which toy you want, or are you just at the whim of the fucking grease Her old back, man back was there. A, he was a... A soft talker like he okay. could talk his way and so i know if they went to that mcdonald's enough he's like is sheila working sheila. <laughs> no it's rona no exactly so he knew he probably juiced those ladies he's yeah. a working class dude that's not bad that's not bad pogs i got We're back again a bunch of... hey you got the taz i know he's, he's sought after oh danny <laughs> danny <laughs> we will be We'll be back tomorrow. Keep the soda. Because <laughs> we bring our it's the same cup every time. Our, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I fill my mug. I paid a dime for this one time. Do you ever Fill see it up every time? There's like a compilation of videos of people, and it's like I got sweaty watching it. It's um, uh, uh, employees that call the cops on people that get the water. And fill it with Sprite oh, or Choice. Oh, and yeah, then these yeah, fucking yeah. people, they're like, I don't got fucking anything better to do at this Chipotle's okay. in fucking, you know, Louisiana, godforsaken Louisiana somewhere. And they're like, I'm going to call fucking Danny on the force. And your ass is getting yeah. hauled away for that dollar nineteen that- Sprite. <laughs> no, I believe it. Because I think that's what started the conversation we were talking about. You know, like, what it used to be like to go to fucking Pizza Hut and how that was expensive. Oh, yeah. And then once it switched to customer-facing drinks. Yeah. Because she was like, all I ever wanted was a water. 
but they always made us pay for a Coke or a Pepsi or whatever it was. For that reason, they didn't want to get rousted by Corona. (laughs) (laughs) You got Mr. Pib, you got Pib Extra in that cup? That's too small of a cup for something that brown. (laughs) That better be coffee in there you brought from home. Oh, fuck, Case. Speaking of, I went to the Dunkin' Donuts counter was full, and I was so... Because you can get a good-sized, nice, tasty espresso at Dunkin' Donuts for $2.19, and they have free Wi-Fi, all the outlets you want. Ooh, yeah, and yeah. um free wi-fi all the outlets you want and uh nobody bugs you at him yeah, yeah. no no music just a sterile environment Ooh, that's me right there yep. i can't music takes me out of it so i love going to sit at a dunkin donuts i get my i because i'm not there for the co- i drink so much coffee in the morning i don't even go to a coffee shop for coffee anymore i really don't i don't need it no um but I get my little espresso, I sip it, I do my work, it's great. Like a little sit at every one of them, they have this tiny little counter that looks on the window so you can people watch. It's nice. Oh, but two people were sitting in my spot. So I had to go across the corner to this McDonald's on the corner of Manhattan Avenue and Greenpoint Avenue. Anybody that if you know, you know. It's a big ass fucking oh, yeah. McDonald's. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, fuck it, I'll do it. I'll go get their coffee. I hate their coffee, but I just need a space to do my work. I know they got Wi-Fi, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I go in there and I was like, fuck off. No more um, um, cashiers. It's just Ew, it's kiosk? just a kiosk that's not even by like where you'd look at a menu. You, like you face, you walk in the door and then you turn to face the door where the kiosk is next to the door. And you choose whether it's takeout or if it's there and you pick a table that they're going to bring it to. And you can see where the cashiers used to be because I'd been into this McDonald's. There's nothing there anymore. But you can look through the door and see. that It's like a wall. And you can look through the door and see there are people processing the food. Um, So I just order my coffee. It takes forever because I can't go up to somebody and say whatever that. Dollar coffee, any size, black coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. fucking order a coffee, and it took twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. What you had to put in a thing because all these other orders were coming out with people like that had ordered to take away, and I saw two things about it. Two things about uh-huh. this coffee that took for fucking ever. I was sitting doing work by the time it came out. I saw her do this, and I didn't even say anything because I was like, "Game knows game." watching through the door this is taking yeah. forever i go i know this is my fucking coffee she's got my large yeah. coffee cup why the fuck is it taking forever she empties the you know where this is going there's not enough of the brown handle pot the brown handle pot Ooh. to fill the cup okay get the fucking orangey she takes the rest of the orange handle hey, and tops you it know off how much i need that caffeine <laughs> i was like you son of a bitch you don't even care you gave me a half calf and she set it to the side with the thing because she doesn't i don't exist i'm not a i'm a number half calf to half temp i'm, I'm a number i'm a number i am a number I'm a number, I'm a number, I'm a number. And then the coffee finally gets out. And again, it's not about the coffee. But I was like, ooh, what a weird, a weird thing to experience here. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? 
It's just very, and everybody was fucking frustrated and like, but I guess for the people that work there, because I'd been into that McDonald's before, for anybody that doesn't know that corner of Greenpoint, Brooklyn, it's a fucking, what do you call it? A soaking pit of eternal hellfire. It is a really yeah. rough corner. Oh God. It's yeah. not a fun place to be. Therefore, that McDonald's is not a fun place to be. Therefore, even doubly, triple, it's not fucking fun to work at that McDonald's that's a cashier. Sure. So at least you can eliminate that. So hopefully it alleviates some of their stress. They're is still the pissed off enough to give me a- the crumb bum? So you can't bring change? Is that what we're doing? Uh, like we're shutting down the- Yeah, you can't pay You gotta cash. pay with the bill in this machine or no. you gotta have plastic. You gotta have a card. There's no place to put in a bill. This wasn't like an arcade. <laughs> Get your McDonald's tokens. Get my McDonald's tokens. Oh, they really have beautiful McDonald's, though. I think because I think a bunch of the riffraff, they don't. They weren't there for the coffee either. They were there for the oh. conversation. They were oh, there for the interaction. Yeah. And coffee's hey, cheap. Yeah. A dollar for interaction? Why not? So it was... Uh, passes the time. It was quite futuristic. The... Uh, Nice New York open City. space. You never know the kind of trouble you can get into. Yeah. Went in for my dollar cup of coffee, and then I had a nine-hour adventure with this guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, remember that time we went into once... Popeyes and somebody farted? That was our adventure, I guess. And it was so <laughs> bad that even the cashier God, was, was so... like, we're like, closed. We we're closed. In here. We're closed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because I was under the fucking train tracks just yeah. down the street from where we lived on Myrtle. I think it yes, was. Yes, I do remember that. You and I so went just in like, and we were like, your ass is so stinky. We're done. Lock the door. Everybody out. And you and I were like, <laughs> we I just wanted yet. to try it. We always wanted to try Popeye's chicken coming from the Midwest. We're as KFC men. And we went in there with and got a bad the taste rankest. in our mouth for service and this ass, this guy. Okay, we're out of here. Oh, there used to be this woman, this poor woman, unhoused, homeless woman, mm -hmm. very, yeah. she smelled really bad. And to spite everyone, I think, and I always gave her free food at F&B and everybody fucking hated me for it because she smelled bad. And rightfully so, I would give her food and be like, I'm so sorry. I didn't say I'm sorry. I'd be like, I'm going to give you food, but you can't eat it in here. Yeah. And that's not me being a dick. It's because for anybody that doesn't know. There's a There's certain a smell, smell that is so bad smell. that is so accumulated. Generally, don't. it's like urine and feces and shit that accumulates so much, it literally empties train cars. Like, you cannot Ye oh, be yes. in that oh, yeah. building. But out of spite, I think, of her being like, fuck you guys. I've had it rough. I know I smell. She loved eating raw onions. Like, the fruit guy Ooh. would always give her an onion. So she'd always come in there like an, apple. an onion like an <laughs> apple. Fucking, she knows that where it's at. That if yeah. I should ever find myself unhoused, you're going to be onion the flex? fucking onion guy. The fucking onion guy. Here comes Hotsy with his onions. It's ninety eight degrees out. <laughs> maybe that's a maybe. You know, Frothing you're trying at to the mouth. You keep get, keep your space under the bridge. I do have one story from work, and it does have to peripherally do with kind of what we're talking about. Okay. So he finally got, like, it hit real hard cold weather in Columbus. Yeah. Snow? So it got, like, bitter, bitter cold. Yeah, it snowed a few times, but it hasn't stuck around. Okay. So. <laughs> dad, I was time, working. dad time. Dad time. Did you get snow? Time, time, time. Did you get snow? Oh, but it didn't stick, though. Only in the shades <laughs> of the old house. 
So it's been because of the weather. It's been cold, and because it's almost the holidays, it's been kind of slow. Sure. So I here we are, like nearly getting ready to close, and I'm just like mopping to beat hell because I was like, I'm only scheduled till ten, and uh, if I do this, I'm leaving at ten. Exactly. I don't have to fucking stay. I don't have to do shit. So I'm just like mopping and cleaning and uh-huh. doing my dumb dad thing. Because as opposed to sit around and sip beer and talk shit, I'm like, can we just finish this shit and go home? Right. Um, so I'm mopping. And these two guys come in. And of course, it's like the, a movie, like <laughs> blustery cold air comes in. And they come in and they look like from an 80s ski movie, like off ski slopes, like big fur hat in the scarf that looked like a fucking duvet cover. It's like, who the fuck are these guys? It mm-hmm. just starts unwrapping. It's this huge, long scarf. And I was like, oh, all right. I mean, we're still open. So the other bartender, she goes over, continue what I'm doing. And I see her bring over two coffee cups. Sure. And I was like, oh, they must have had some hot coffee saved. Because during the day, a coffee shop works out of the bar. And then at night, becomes a bar. It's like, oh, okay. Maybe they had coffee left over. Cool. Whatever. We're almost done. I'm cleaning, and I was like, <sighs> I was like, did we have coffee left over? And she went, no, I brought them hot water, because they said they're really cold outside. Oh, I was like, what? Come on. What? And I look over, <laughs> and of course, the guy, the scarf I thought was a duvet cover was an actual fucking duvet cover. <laughs> he was fucking sleeping on the table. The other guy was like... <laughs> fucking head planted on the table and i was like what and then i hear the ding of the kitchen and the other bartender she goes over and has there's no other customers everyone else is paid they still have people sitting there in the booths next to them right and she's like ah i got fries and i was like did they order those fries and she went no, I'm giving them to them Uh because they're cold and i was like you're you're giving me uh I want to fucking go home. And they're fucking passed out. I shit you not, Hans. She brought those fries over. So I had my bartender (laughs) ear. She brought them over. Motherfucking skunks. No thanks. Can we get ketchup in a box? Oh, man. That makes me fucking mad. That right there. I'm I'm fine. It's I feel for you. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I do too. Where else to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, but she is nicer to you than i will ever yeah to you oh that's so perfect skunker so i was like all right i'm done these other customers are about to leave i don't need and this these two guys they were either twin brothers or they're one of those couples that dates similar looking people i got you okay because they looked so similar that they are either in a davi story or they're brothers got it So I go over and I was like, hey, guys, guys, they roused them from their slumber. Sure. Hey, we're closing. You guys got to go. Got to go. The one who has woke up first was more like, oh, okay, okay." (sighs) Starts to gather his duvet cover. (laughs) And then those motherfuckers whipped out two cell phones. Full charge. Uh, Full. They were using your outlet. No, oh, I would have okay. I would have put the kibosh on that. No, thanks. You're not getting no free don't juice mess, out don't of my mess outlet. With my outlet. So I walk away and they pull the phones out. And I was like, okay, 
I'm fine. Whatever. I told them I gotta go. Yeah. I'm gonna go. So I go back to what I was fucking doing, which is mopping a fucking floor. Right. Humping fucking boxes. And I look over and they're still on their phones. I was like, okay, whatever. They're going to leave. These other people are getting ready to leave and we'll all get out of here on time. Mop a little bit. Look back over. Fucking dead ass asleep again. Uh. (laughs) I was like, you guys gotta go. Get up. So I had to do the fucking dumb dad. Guys, you gotta get up. Gotta get up. Gotta get, gotta go. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I was like, fuck. no, I'm serious though. You have to leave. Oh, that's the so I had to stand worst. there while they slowly gathered. I was like, just go, man. You have a fucking full cell phone. Hot go water and else. fries, though. At least, yeah, hot water. And they didn't even drink that hot water. Uh, left them. I had to throw away two full hot water. Did they ask for hot water? Or is she like, I'll get you some... We don't have money. She's like, I'll get you some hot water. I think they were like, hey, man, can we stand in here for a second? We're cold. And she was and nice enough to be like... And she made him a bed and gave him hot water. Like, I was... But even... Is like, that... So that's sorry. the weirdest flex. Like, if I'm... If I'm Jack like, Kerouac, like right? I just get... Because even in Kerouac's, you know, you're on the road. What do they give the bums at the time, right? And these guys sound like bums, by the way. Not they the are homeless. They're fucking B. They're B. not unhoused. No, they're bums. These guys are bums. Bum equipment bums. And so you'd hear them like, they gave him a cup of black coffee. And like, so for them to be like, ooh, she's away. coming. You see the steam rising from the cups to them to be like, ooh, nice. I'm going to heat up, get a little caffeine, wake up. And it's just fucking hot water. <laughs> I love that. I love that. No tea bags, nothing. No nah, sugar no packets to put in Only for loose them. leaf. No, you can't even get sweet hot water. No. Hot waters and fries. So you can't even. even I hope those fries were so fucking grease hot that they couldn't put the fire out with their. That's why they need ketchup. <laughs> they need to cool down their hot waters. <laughs> All the salt and oil burn. Hot waters. There's nothing crazier than hot water, man. For drinking. Hot water for drinking. You heard it here, folks. That's the name of the episode. Hot water for drinking. And that's the name of my next erotic story. Hot water for drinking. Hot water for drinking. It's a bum. An erotic bum story. Oh, that's good, actually. I got my my market corner. Janitors, bums. I'm bringing them back. (laughs) Bringing them out of the depths. Child molesters, although Davi's got that covered. Davi's good. He's got it. High profile. He or, she, he or she. Kick it to Davi. Yeah. Um. Well, what do you say? Well, I guess there's nothing. We love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Happy Thanksgiving if you celebrate. Happy Thanksgiving, right? And also, we should probably say welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. I'm Casey. I'm Hotzi. Nazi. Not Nazi. Did you say Nazi? I'm Hotzi. <laughs> I didn't say Nazi. No. Although you should see my note Save. book with all these swastikas Save. on it. And yin yangs coexist. Can they Casey have little dickheads on the Casey, end of them. Can you little scrotums? Can you make the promo for this week's episode one of those coexist stickers, but sneak a swastika in there? <laughs> I will try. Can you best. give it a try, even if it's just for you and me? And oh, th- maybe delete that. Not just for you and me, for everybody. I don't want to. I don't. You never keep things hidden. That's meant to be. That's a, joke. a hard ask. Yeah, because that's creepy. Then. Yeah, I don't want to keep just just for you and me. That's the name of the episode. A swastika just for <laughs> just you and me. That's the name of that erotic story. That's a Davi, though, not a Hatsi. A swastika for you and me. Oh my God! Did Hitler dot his eyes with swastikas? All right. Should have. No, he used the big bubble, the open. <laughs> the, yeah, upside down heart, so it looks like butt. 
He had the prettiest handwriting. He always used those pastel gel colors. <laughs> they spent a lot of money on those nice pens. You know there used to be a pen store in Watertown Mall, right? There was a pen craze in the fucking late 80s, early 90s. Like, you couldn't fucking believe there was an entire pen store. And it was beautiful. The colors. The choices. I was like, I didn't know they made these in orange pens. (laughs) Burnt sienna? Only in in the Midwest. They make an orange pens, Ma! Mom, look the o- amount of oranges. Can you imagine the the boobs I can draw? It's so orange, I want to taste it. It looks like <laughs> it's going to taste powerful good. How many pens did you smell that weren't <laughs> smelling pens? Because I smelled a lot in my oh, day. For a, a, for a good period, to, any color equaled smell. To break that habit of a deep, yeah. deep pull off that pen. I was like, mm, that's not a good look, guys. Well, that's <laughs> not a good look. Oh, God. Sometimes you just let him go. Just let him go. It's like that ape that scratches his own ass and then smells his fingers. <laughs> falls off the log. Uh, You're an idiot. <laughs> All right. Drink your hot water. Stay warm. <laughs> jerk practice. Jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. A real excerpt from some Star Wars slash fic, Redeeming Anakin, by A.K. who is probably Davi. Grasping him by the neck, Anakin wrenched him around and slammed him against the wall. Obi-Wan's body tensed helplessly, involuntarily, expecting a final, fatal attack. But then, instead of stabbing his former master, Anakin turned his lightsaber off. Grasping both of Obi-Wan's wrists in one long-fingered hand, he held them against the wall, over the Jedi's head. He slowly dropped his other hand to lie caressingly on Obi-Wan's waist. His cheek suddenly pressed against the coldness of the wall, Obi-Wan blanched as he realized what his student was thinking. Anakin don't do this, he said, in as slow and calm a voice as he could manage. He received no answer, only a tightening of the hands binding his wrists. Anakin was using not only his hands, but the force. Desperate, Obi-Wan began to struggle against him, trying to tear himself from Anakin's powerful grip. But it was no use. Anakin had always been stronger, his midichlorian count was unprecedented. That's why Qui-Gon wanted the boy for an apprentice. He refused you how many times? Three? Four? And was willing to drop you for the boy after three minutes with him. Obi-Wan began to slide the long descent into despair. But he would not submit, he would fight. He had too much pride not to. And then all conscious words dissolved, and Obi-Wan cried out as Anakin shoved himself far into him with a crushing violence. He hadn't been with a man since Qui-Gon had died, he was tight and Anakin was anything but gentle as he pleasured himself with the other's body, with Obi-Wan's smooth skin and soft hair. His tight ass, and his muscles, straining towards a freedom they could never obtain. The futile writhing of the other only added to the Dark One's gratification as he thrust inside, and pulled out, and thrust in again. Obi-Wan moaned in pain as Anakin fucked him. He could feel Anakin's anger, his hatred running like a poison stream below his darkened surface. He could feel the satisfaction the younger man took in punishing his former master in this way. For everything or for nothing in particular, it made little difference now. Stricken by the savage chaos of the assault, 
the Jedi stopped attempting to conceal his pain from the other. He no longer had the strength. Why are you doing this? But Anakin did not answer him. As the other men absorbed the anguish in the mental projections his breath came faster, and Obi-Wan felt the cold flow of that supple desire wash over him, into him, with the feel of Anakin inside him. It swept him up in a rush of physical nausea. But the dark energy of the pain was rejuvenating Anakin. Refreshing him, and he was reveling in its gift. To hear more it will be 99 credits. Anakin loves Obi-Wan and Jesus. Clearly there's nothing he can do about it. Oof.